Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, September 6th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topics in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Isabel Dancis. And I'm David Escobar. Here are today's headlines. There's an ongoing water crisis happening in one of New York City's public housing complexes. Residents of the Jacob Breeze houses in the East Village were given an advisory by the New York City Housing Authority when traces of arsenic were found in their tap water. They've been advised to not drink or cook with it. Residents have been complaining about their tap water smell and brown color for weeks. The city had actually been testing the water since the beginning of August, but they didn't test for arsenic. At least not until the second round of testing. It took a little over a week for the results to come back and for the residents to be informed. Public advocate Jumani Williams says that New York's public housing has a long history of leaving its residents in the dark. NYCHA has repeatedly been named the overall worst landlord in the city of the public advocates annual watch list. How the other half lives in public housing is a roadmap of where we are, how we got here, and what we can do to fix it. The New York Housing Authority says that there is no clear link between the cloudy water and the arsenic and that it's an ongoing situation. But for now, the city is giving out bottled water to Jacob Reese residents. This morning, the U.S. Open began not with tennis, but instead with protesters. Yeah, Isabel. Immigrants working as caterers at the U.S. Open gathered outside the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center this morning. They're demanding they be paid what they're claiming are stolen wages from the tournament. Stolen wages can take a few forms. It's things like paying less than minimum wage and asking employees to work off the clock. Wage theft is a national problem, too, and it's been getting worse since the start of the pandemic. The Economic Policy Institute estimates that workers are losing $15 billion annually. And the report doesn't even include overtime violations. Stolen wages often disproportionately affect undocumented immigrants. To celebrate Labor Day, Jouvet festivities and the West Indian American Parade return to the streets of Brooklyn. The sounds of steel drums and other instruments filled the streets of Brooklyn starting at 6 a.m. The parade returns for the first time since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. It joins the other cultural parades and festivals that made their reappearance in the city this year. The parade celebrates Caribbean culture and the emancipation of slaves in the West Indies. The theme for this year's parade is life. That's a reference to all the people lost during the pandemic, but it also acts as a tribute to the West Indian way of life. There's a lot of costumes and themed toys for dogs, but have you ever seen a costume to dress up your dog like a celebrity? Well, there's now a new doggy apparel line from Dolly Parton. It's called Doggy Parton, and owners can now dress up their animals like the music icon. There's a bunch of different outfits to pick from, including Dolly's iconic blonde wig and pink dress, as well as her pink cowboy hat with faux white fur. Parton says that the line is actually inspired by her first record, called Puppy Love. All proceeds from the Doggy Parton apparel line benefit Willa B. Farms Animal Rescue Group. In the world of sports, more than 50% of minor league baseball players have voted to support unionization efforts. It's a big first step for minor leaguers to have a seat at the table for collective bargaining. It could also pave the way for minor leaguers to be represented by the MLB Players Association. In other legal news, LeBron James, Drake, and Future are being sued over their upcoming documentary, Black Ice. The documentary is based on a book with the same name, which tells the story of the Colored Hockey League during the early 1900s. Billy Hunter is suing the trio for striking a deal with the authors of the book. Hunter is saying he had already bought the rights to turn the book into a movie for a quarter million dollars. 
He says that the authors in the trio knew about the double selling. Because of that, Hunter plans to take the issue to court. And in Queens, there was a big upset at the U.S. Open. Rafael Nadal was beaten by American Francis Tiafo. Tiafo is the 22nd seed in the tournament. Nadal was the second seed, and he was coming off other big tournament wins this season. Every Monday, we give you the FUV Sports Spotlight. It's where we feature stories from One on One, New York's longest-running call-in sports show. Here's this week's Spotlight with Keith Ergo. Ryan Gregoire and Michael Calamari sat down with newly appointed head coach Keith Ergo and starting point guard Darius Quisenberry to give a summer update for the men's basketball. Ergo takes over as head coach after serving as the associate head coach last season, as the Rams went 16-16 and and advanced to the A-10 quarterfinals for the first time since 2007. Ergo and Quisenberry discuss the transition and preview the upcoming season. Last time we talked to both you guys, it was April. A lot's changed since then. A bit of, you know, some turnover. Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. I was at that press conference, by the way. Um, great, great job there. So just kind of since then, you know, these last few months, both of you guys walk us through what the process has been, the transition, and taking over as the head coach of Fordham. You know what? It's been a dream come true, obviously. Like I've mentioned in the past, having my father be an alum, both undergrad and, and law alum here, a number of my close friends uh, are Fordham alum and Fordham law alum. So, um, you know, and it's uh, it's a rich tradition here at Fordham, um, having the Jesuit education my entire life and, and being back at a Jesuit university. Um, it, it really is in line with, with my family values. So, you know, I, I couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, we have an unbelievable group of young men that have been working as hard as any group that I've ever been around, a testament to our staff and a testament to them. So our summer up to this point has been intense as we prepare for our foreign tour we were talking about earlier. So we've had some tremendous practices. We're a lot further ahead than I would have thought we would be which is positive, but a lot of that has to do with our leadership and one of those guys right here in Darius Quisenberry. But uh, for me, it's, uh, it's, it's been a tremendous feeling. Uh, my family is beyond excited. My father calls me every single morning, pinching himself, saying, I still can't believe you're the head coach of Florida basketball. So, again, it's, it's, uh, I'm living the dream, and uh, we just got to continue to make everybody proud. And Darius, obviously for you, I'm sure there's been some transition, but how you know good and beneficial has it been to have some stability, coaching staff that you know, and come back for a second year, obviously last year, a transfer for you, but now coming back for that you know, grad year, what does that mean to you, and how has it been helping you build this offseason? Um, it's been great. Um, just being with somebody I can trust and Coach Ergo, that's really the only reason I came back to Fordham. Um, I told people that and, and things of that sort, and uh, just building that relationship with that staff that I already had last year. And you don't realize how important it is to have people that you trust when you're playing on the court because that just allows you to play more free. Um, and then also just talking about the leadership and then pushing me to extent that I don't know yet. Um, I think Ergo does a great job of that. Um, just trying to, we just talked about this more and just more leadership and just trying to lead these young guys to when I leave, they have what the standard of the program is supposed to be. And I think Ergo's doing a great job of building that this summer. Um, he's going to be a tremendous head coach for years to come. That was WFUV Sports' Ryan Gregware and Mike Calamari talking with Keith Ergo. And that's our show for today. I'm Isabel Dances. And I'm David Escobar. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.